rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Naheim, I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast the crime. Number one, D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Killing, I'm killing this ice. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Tricks is on the house. All right, let me get my camera straight. There you go. I look good. Yeah, I look good. I need a haircut, but I still look good. So you know where to get you off at. All right, man. Listen, it's another episode of Molly Talks, a safe place for a key player. We keep it kosher every time, all the time. It's your boy, SL. Right across from me on the other screen, it's your boy, T. Uh, you know, how you living, sir? How's life? You know, Glenn, your skin looking good. You look black, you know? Can't, you know, doing all right? look black. Yes, I do. Uh, I ain't got no complaints, man. You know, we out here trying to make it happen. You know, trying to not be poor. Yeah. I feel that. I was gonna, uh, I saw a funny, uh, a reel on IG and it was targeted to the 25 year old, but it still hit me. So there, uh, somebody was like, um, my parents, when they were at 25, they were thinking about buying a house because it's good for the family, for the kids. And then he was like, me at 25, I should just not eat tonight so I could save money. And I wanted to be like, that's me at this current moment, I thought about maybe I'll just sleep tonight. You ain't at that point, nigga. I'm not that bad, but I thought about it sometimes, like, in between weeks? No, in between weeks, it's tough. When you, when yeah, you get, yeah. get too much okay, on payday, get too much I on payday, and you're in between weeks. It's a tough week. No, you know what you do? You steal. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you do. So if I was hungry like that, I'd be like, "Look, I got like five. I got five bucks. I go to this. I go to this self checkout. I so I, I swipe me five dollars worth of shit and steal me five dollars worth of shit. That's two days worth of food right there. You know what I'm saying? You're right. So Thank I you. always was a proponent of stealing if I was hungry. Stealing will get the job done. No ifs, hands, or buts. You know they be they be they be putting the camera right up on you now, like in the self checkout line. No shit, I don't give a fuck what you gonna do. <laughs> I listen. First of all, this is what I realized though. It's the okie doke. The thing is, you gotta pay for something. You can't just straight up steal. Yeah, yeah, of course, you gotta leave something on the table so they can overlook you. It's the people they they only gonna knock on wood. They only getting the people. There's really like violating, like, I'm gonna come in this bitch and just cuff and leave. If you leave a little something, you can take a little something. That's that's the that's what that's what I believe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I paid for five dollars and I stole about twelve, twelve dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got a receipt. You feel me? I yeah. got a receipt. And everything that in my bag ain't on this receipt, but fuck y'all, y'all the corporation. Listen. You seen Jeff Bezos paying niggas a million dollars to to study uh the truth not truth sermon the the, the found the youth type shit yeah so they got money you feel me Bezos got money the CEO of Walmart got money 
the CEO of Target government, all these niggas, they good. They're dope. They're not going to starve, okay? But I, you was talking about you not about to eat. Fuck that. We're going to eat. We're going to rob the rich. We're going to steal from thought about it. No, no, no. I, I made a way. I just said okay. I thought about it. Bro, I ain't that's been. A, that's some real devilish shit. That's some real uh, uh, super villa shit. The fun research to find the fountain of youth. But he, he's, but that's what I would expect a billionaire to do. I'm surprised niggas ain't been doing this shit already. They probably you know, been doing it on the up, but he, he you're probably it. right. You know what? Like, people can't get mad at billionaires for doing billionaire shit. Yeah. What? What the fuck do you want me to do? I'm a billionaire. You want me to really give my money away? No, I'm gonna go to the moon. Like, like realistically, think about yourself. I'm a billionaire. I've given away so much more money than I probably. I gotta give away money yeah. just to, yeah. just so I don't. You know what I'm saying? In taxes, I'm giving away money. I'm funding government. As a, when you're a billionaire, you're funding governments. You feel me? You probably yes. own. You know what I'm saying you. You pay for people to be elected. You feel me? Like, I paid for this campaign. This senator, I gave this nigga a million dollars. I gave that senator a million dollars. I gave that senator a million dollars. I gave, you come on, son. Like, you, you, my company, like, like, my company feeds millions of families, regardless. Yes. Of these, all of these senators, all of these law people, they want me to put my factory in their town so they, they can look like good politicians. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, look what happened. We got this casino. It's bringing 5,000 jobs. That's what they're trying to do in Richmond right now. We're bringing this casino. We're going to create 5,500 jobs. Da, da, da. You can have benefits, of course, and, and people will like that. That'll get you reelected. You bought yeah. jobs. But um, what else do I want to say? Um, that's what billionaires are supposed to do. Da, 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 da. I don't know if I was a billionaire. Oh, yeah. The heart, like, you remember, like, the nigga in the royal family had, like, six hearts? Like, six yeah. heart transplants? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That nigga's... Bro, they were the richest family in the country. I'm getting six hearts, nigga. I could take oh, six of these. I'm, I'm, you're skipping... Skipping the line is just a daily process. Yeah, like, fucking line? What the fuck is a line? I gotta wait for a heart? Nigga, no. Go kill me a poor person, and then no one's gonna miss them. Or, you remember the Purge movie? Yeah. They was paying niggas families. They was paying niggas to, to kill them. Yeah. It was like, look, your family ain't never had, I'm going to give you $10,000. You're an old man anyways. I'll give you 10 bands to your family. We get to kill you on Purge Day. You think doing shit like that? Why do you think all these kids and all these people disappear, bro? They don't just go nowhere. <laughs> niggas is taking their organs. Yeah. At some point, you got to do some biological, like uh, diabolical shit. Like, I just, yeah. As a billionaire, what do you want me to do? Like, yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm, and I have enough money to make it look like I'm a good person. Like, I make more money in a second than niggas do in a whole year. Like, I can't give away enough money than I make per year. That that's the shit that get me, bro. In a second, I make more money a minute than you make in a year. Ten years, bro. Listen, then you make, and now listen. Now I know why people. Will do anything to get famous because fame's most of the time equals money, and that's the that's a route to go. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be particularly extra smart to become famous. You don't have to be really that talented to become famous. You just got to be willing to do what other people won't do. So, you know, this is a, a history lesson. You know, Mansa Musa was the richest man in the world, right? What do you think they would do if he was still alive? What will who do? Man, the just social media, the world, white people. 
if Mansa Musa was still around being the richest man in the world? I don't know. What do you think? They was trying to they were trying to get him out of here. White the, the white I feel like there's a white billionaire club that's they don't want a real black billionaire in that that top tier club. Yeah, the, they, a they black like, man like being Jay-Z the richest did. of the rich, like the richest rich. It's yeah. like, yeah, they would definitely be there's levels, there's levels of richness. You're like, oh, you only got one bill. Yeah, let this nigga like you know take the check or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's elitism in the building. Oh, there's elite among the elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's the NBA, then there's the All Stars. There's first team NBA, there's second team NBA, there's third team NBA. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's definitely a hierarchy that society builds in, and that naturally occurs. You know what I'm saying? People. People always want to find a reason to feel better than other people. It makes you feel good about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, unless you're really, uh, I believe the world is like altruistic and like really pure person. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. That's why I like the, the real spiritual people. The first thing that they do, a lot of things, that, one of the first things they do is give away all their possessions, their money, their, their homes. They don't own anything. They don't have anything. But um. Billionaire gonna do what a billionaire do, and I and I understand because I know the nature of a man, and I don't lie to myself about the nature of man. You know what I'm saying? I know who I am. I know that if I had a certain amount of money, I would act different. That I would cut the line. That I would that I would be above. That I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? That I might you know do some things like shit. My kid, my kid needs a hospital bed, and there's someone else. You know what I'm saying? I might buy a hospital so that I can get the bed. You know? I don't know. You know? Yeah. Now I'm not, now I'm like just trying to be impartial. I understand why white people do the things they do when they use their privilege correctly. Like, like for the lady trying, uh, what was the actor that was trying to get her daughter into like the college? Like, Jordan, Jordan from say yeah. nothing about a bill. I would do the same thing too. Full House. Nah, I wouldn't do that. I would. I would. Nah, Listen, sorry. Nepotism is how white people continue. No, nepotism. That's different. They made up like fake ass activities. I do it. I do it. Fuck it. Nah, then your kid is right. a fucking loser. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why do you have a game in the system? Why do you listen? You think you're better than the, these white people that game the system? They, they've been gaming the system since the beginning of time, and that's how they stay. I would, but I would you, your morality. Your morality. Right. I have the brain of a working class person. Right. Yeah. My parents were working class people, so I have their value system right. But say, say I I didn't have the mentality, I could get where you at, right? I'm not a working class person. I'm an actor. I said, I said, no, no, no. I wouldn't do that, but I understand why they would do it. I have trouble understanding it because I have the working class mentality, which is I want you to earn. I want to earn it. I want it to be righteous. I don't want it to be fake. You know, I actually want the the tangible, real feeling of accomplishing something like getting into college. And I think that it's like that's that that has value. Like literally, once they found once these kids once they found out like they they're they're lame, like they're not even societal even amongst the elite they're like. 
the smart people, like being smart has value. So it's like, you're not right. even smart. You couldn't get into you. And these weren't like Ivy League Cup, but it was USC, bro. USC is a top tier school. It, it it's not up. Ivy League. It's probably the level below Ivy League, though. Yeah. No, don't play you. You had to cheat to get in US. Chris, say you had a goal to get in USC. Would you get in the USC? I think so. I think I could, yeah. If you needed to get the grades, you would get the grades, right? If you need the extracurriculars, you're going to get the extracurriculars, yeah. right? Yeah. Or you elite, you like, well, I don't got to do that. My parents will just pay it. You know what I'm saying? We hate trust fund babies, but if I don't hate them, I get it. I just I think that they don't amount to much, right? Uh, one of them, one of them ended up the president of the United States. So who? George Bush, George W. Bush. He went to he just talking about buying shit. They bought that shit, and he ended up as the president. But like he didn't that. amount to that. He was a bad president. Sure, that's 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 the point to hear there. That's okay, something. I'm talking about actually contributing something to whatever field you do, not just actually being a seat filler. He was George Bush had the most before Trump. The George Bush jokes were the best presidential of course. jokes. Of course. You're they were right. better than Clinton jokes. They were better than you know what I'm saying it was like Nixon, Nixon, Bush. Everybody had their jokes, but Bush jokes was epic. Oh, they're always fired. Always fired. Nigga got shoes thrown at him. Nigga, too. He had quick reflexes. So, listen. He was quick because he was probably on some coke. Nigga, he was on it. All I'm saying is, I think, maybe it's my working class mentality, that actually being able to contribute and being of substance is valuable. And not just actually being given something and then not actually, like, bro, he became a president, but he would not go down as one of the greatest presidents ever. Of course. He will probably go look, he will probably go down if history is told correctly as a very weak and unsuccessful president. No, I'm not debating on that. So, and these kids and these rich people, when they go to school, they got the degree and they go into whatever field, they'll be like, well, you don't even, you're not even qualified. Your parents got you here. And they, I think the respect is what you kind of want to end with. I agree. You're they're lacking the respect and people like we've all dealt with, you know, people that clearly are there because of, you know, father's connections or somebody paid for them to get there. We've all dealt with that. I'm yes. just saying, don't be too proud. All because right. the white people are not too proud. That's the thing that black people, once you realize that, like we don't, we, we don't, we haven't been in a place where we have opportunities for nepotism. That is we're, probably, we're probably at the generation now where our parents can provide a lot of nepotism or uh, opportunities for us. Yes. Did you see Rick Ross gave his son a wing stop for his 16th birthday? I love it. I love it. I love that too, right? But in the, on, the, on the other hand, I'll be thinking, then they say like strong kings, their successor, their children, their offspring are often weak kings, right? Yeah. So it's like strong king, weak ruler, weak ruler, his son, he gets taken over by a strong king who has a good dynasty and then his, his children are weak and then they go, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of, it's the cycle, but I would kind of want that. I would try my damnness to raise, which is going to be impossible. Maybe it's impossible once you get to that level of cushiness, your kids are just going to be soft. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. It's not a, it's a double-edged sword, right? You know, yeah. you work, as a parent, you work hard to give your children everything they need so they do not have to want or have to be hardened or have to do things that you did when you grew up. But then on the flip side, now they're soft ass niggas and yeah, you know, they're, they're like touched. you need that. You need like, and everyone, every you, this is a, something you hear all the time. You need that adversity. You need something to overcome. If everything is get like you, you become a person of no substance, a person of no backbone. You just become a little fucking whatever. So I get some of these rich people that are like, oh, I'm not leaving my kids anything. Or all I'm going to do is pay for their college and that's all. They're not get getting my too. money. They're not getting my money. I get that. Now that's some logic I do understand. Like I, get that I work for this. I accomplish this. Of course, I'm going to make sure they're set up like any good parent would. You get it. You get your education. You get your car. You get your ability, your, 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 your apartment. You, you don't got to work for college, whatever. But you ain't about to get this, this inheritance. You sound like you would have gotten uh, ratios. Oh, if I tweeted that? Yeah, especially when it uh, concerning the uh, Dr. Dre. Oh, Dr. see, but that's why I don't feel. Like when, of... <laughs> when I know that niggas ain't going to agree with me, I just don't tweet it. <laughs> I just keep <laughs> that shit to myself. I'll be like, son, there's a lot of shit. Like, I'll be wanting to tweet some shit about Lil Nas, but you know what? I don't. <laughs> I be shutting the fuck up. Listen, Kwame Brown said it. We're going to talk about it later. He was like, look, either you could get along or you can shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Same thing, uh, you know, in terms of dealing. If I, I don't I'm children right now, but, you know, we were millionaires or billionaires, you know, there's a limits to, you know, uh, what you do for your children, I guess. that That's a really good that's question. A, but see, that's about, because, like, I love, you know what I'm saying? You love somebody, you give them all that you have. And you got a lot. You got millions. You got billions. You'd be like, damn, I wanna, you can have what I got. Shit, I, I got a, I got a biz, you got a biz. I got this, you got that. And we see a lot of rich, you know what I'm saying? Even entertainers do that for their kids, right? They're like, yeah. my kid's not just gonna drive any car. My kid's not just gonna, cause you're a reflection of me, right? If, but since some niggas go the other way, you talk about Dr. Drake, niggas like, well, <laughs> I'm sorry, I got a billion, but you don't got a billion, my niggas. So your ass is, your ass is gonna be living in your car. What <laughs> Shorty was like 40, fam. Like at, at that age, you gotta give it up, bro. You gotta but see how about this though, right? This when you get savage. We talk they talk about unconditional love, right? Say you got a kid and the kid ain't shit, right? They your kid, but you got there's, another, but you got but you got five kids, right? There's conditions to it. No, right. You got five kids, right? That that one, he say objectively, they're not they're not as good as the other kids. Yeah. People talk about having favorites. Like, who do you love more? People have favorites. Like, people, the kids that are more like you, you probably would love. The kids mm-hmm. that are less like you, you probably just got less of a bond, less of love for. It. So, hey, sometimes you might have to clip, be like, oh, they, that's my kid, but cast it to the side. But sometimes it, it's, it's, it's less emotional than that. Sometimes it ain't all what, oh, my God, I love I love all my kids equally, and they're, they're great, and they're stars. Oh, that's cat. That's cat. But sometimes you be like, no, that motherfucker's a fuck up. And you got to be objective about that. This kid never learned. 
This kid never had discipline. I tried to teach him it. They never learned the discipline. They never, they, they didn't, they didn't learn what they could have learned to be in the position they were. And they decided to thinking they knew it was best. And guess what? Yeah, that's my kid. Yeah, I got a billion. Yeah, they're sleeping in the car. But I I I gave up on them. People act like people act like parents can't give up on their kids. Not that they should. I'm saying they it's possible, it's a possible. You could give up on you can give up on anybody. People give up on their marriages. People give up on God. People give up. Bro. I mean, shout out to thinking out loud, man. They they had those conversations about conditional love. And it's the same thing with parents uh, and children. There are there are conditions to your love, like Bro. especially when your children are adults. Now for children, they they got to fend for themselves. Like you can't, you should yeah, that's that's children, you know, children. So I I'm giving it to like 26, 27, you know, even 30. I 30 is the cutoff. By 30, you know, you should at least figure out or have some type of establishment, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 40 and 50, like you can't be taking care of a 40-year-old. And I'm I'm still, you got your parents still working, taking care of you. Bro. You can feel bad. Bro, perfect example. The movie Step Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Them niggas were incomplete adults, incomplete grown people. Because why? Their their parents coddled them, they gave them what they wanted, but life was so cushy. But what happened when they kicked them motherfuckers out? And made them get it on their own. What happened? Both of them, I know it's fictional, but it's a it's a theory. Both of them became successful. They made something of themselves. They they got they realized that they didn't have nothing to fall back on. And having that safety net of a rich parent or just parents in general, like obviously you want to have a safety net. You don't want your kids to fall and break their neck because you're your parent. You're their parent. You're supposed to teach them, guide them, help them, assist them. But if you're 40, I didn't guided you, helped you, assisted you for 40 years, my nigga, you gotta birds push the push the put the push they uh little birds out the nest and either you fly or you hit the ground and die. I mean they did come up with prestige worldwide, but that's near the air there. They came up with prestige worldwide, but like I said it's fictional. But they didn't even get to that point until they cut them off. Yeah they they they're about to be out of the out of that you day. crashed my fucking boat, my nigga. I felt that nigga when he was pissed off and drunk at Christmas. I'm drunk at Christmas too, nigga. I was about to retire and sail around the world, but y'all motherfucking clowns want to crash my boat? Filming a rap video? Moses holds is fire, though. Moses, it was fire, but that's neither here nor there. You crashed the fucking boat. I feel bad. Listen, I feel bad too, bro. Listen, you got empathy. There's, uh, you know, black people, we're built with it. You know, especially when is when money is involved and children are involved and you know we take parents for granted especially for parents that you know work hard to take care of us for so long so you know there are conditions to a parent's love at, at a certain point oh i'm not one of these i'm just not one of these dreamers and fanciful i know humans i know how humans are i know people have their limits everybody has their limits you know what I'm saying you crawl how many times you want to cross over your, your family member till they cut you off. Some people got one, some people got one time. Some people got a hundred times. You know what I'm saying? But uh we've been rapping. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to keep it funky? Yeah, man. I just wanna uh say a quick fuck you to Aaron Rodgers. Well not Aaron. Aaron Rodgers? I don't want to all right, maybe that was harsh. I don't want to say fuck you because he 
you know, last year I won my league with them. So I want to say get it together. I'm not going to say party. I'm just going to say get it together. So, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, uh, football season, you know, week one was just past week. And, of course, you know, it's fantasy football time. You know, people are locked in. Leagues are running. Money is uh, is going to uh, – money has been pulled up, you know, uh, in one of my leagues. And Rodgers is my quarterback. And I lost this week. And you want to know – and, and if, you were, if you want to know the score, it was 116. Mm. to 115.42. I lost by less than a full point. Mm. And the reason why, the culprit for why I lost by less than a full point was because Aaron Rodgers decided to take week one off. Uh, But he was not injured. He was not hurt. He was not... um, he was, you know, he just decided just to take a week off. You know, he had 133 yards and two interceptions, and they lost three to 38 to the New Orleans Saints and Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston beat Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he Jameis Winston decided to throw five touchdowns. So he did. And, he did shit like that in Tampa. He did oh, shit okay. like that in Tampa. I got all the love for Jameis Winston, you know, shout out to him. Um, but I just, you know, you gave me less. You get, Aaron Rodgers gave me 1.32 points. So one, 1.32 points. He couldn't even give me two points. You didn't even throw for 200 yards. You didn't even throw for a touchdown. You got one of the best wide receivers in the league. The New Orleans Saints have a pretty good defense. I'm not even going to admit. I'm going to admit they have a pretty good defense. But you're Aaron fucking Rodgers. You're the MVP. You know what I'm saying? I thought this would be a, you know, a uh, fuck you tour for his team. Because, you know, if you're patrons to the football uh, offseason, there was a lot of back folks to Aaron Rodgers and the uh, Green Bay Packers and things like that. You know, he definitely doesn't want to be there. So I thought he'd come out a week one guns a blade. Mm-mm. He didn't. And, he's you know, in. Yeah, you know, he could be. He's doing the uh, James Harden approach, you know, play terribly. So that kind of forces the team to get him out of here, but don't do that when I'm when you're my quarterback. <laughs> At least you know I'm gonna give it to you like week two or three before I have to bench him. It's tough to bench him. But you do you think he could have just had a bad game? I think it could be that. It could be that you know. That's what I'm, I'm gonna give it to week two or three, and then I'm gonna make a decision. And we get the same. We get the same uh, performance next week or or week three. Mm-hmm. That's my, you know, sit him down because Sunday I can't up. afford this. I can't afford there's money in my line. I can't afford to lose by less than point, less than uh, you know, a couple hey. points. It just is it's not in my character. Gotcha. You better get on that waiver wire. Oh, you know what my name is? What's your what's your name? Certified waiver boy. Certified waiver. <laughs> you like I'm the album a- enough. You like the album enough to use it as, as your- uh, No, I don't like the album enough. I just thought it was, a, it, it just. That was a, that was a very clever pun. You know, I had to do it. It was there. Certified waiver boy. Hey, well, I yeah. wish you best of luck in your league. Aaron Rodgers, you say he the MVP. Um, he definitely need to do better. I mean, um, New Orleans, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't predict them losing that way. And I didn't predict him doing like that, but hey. These players got egos, and Aaron Rodgers, he came out with a whole statement. He, he, 
came on a whole statement talking about how the team, why he was upset. It wasn't about the draft picks. It was about how the, the, the front office was treating him and being involved in decisions. He got one chip. One ain't going to put him, you know what I'm saying? Brady, Brady got six, you know what I'm saying? And Brady is his, uh, what, is, what do they call it? His um, peer. His peer, but it's another word. His contemporary. That's what we're up in. So he's definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like, they want that bragging rights, you know? So he wants, a, he, need, he wants another chip. He wants another chip. What type of a performance enhancing drug is Tom Brady taking that? Is Tom Brady, Tom, Tom Brady, Tom Brady is on that um that that baby blood and that plasma type shit like that that um that stem cell research type shit. Yeah, like he probably got like like uh stem cells or like uh, umbilical cord uh cells put into his arm or something. It's 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 amazing. This guy is forty and still outplaying everybody. You know that's what I'm saying. Him and like LeBron, they're on some type of drug. Maybe LeBron didn't or or it could just be modern medicine, bro. Literally, they just literally they they in modern and advanced medicine, they are really just that good at taking care of themselves, man. Because you know, quarterbacks have played into their forties, but not looking like not looking like Tom, not looking like Tom. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, but just uh, it's not a fuck you, just a. Uh, you know, get it together in the week two. You know, if fuck I got flat for Green uh, Bay, a potential fuck you coming, huh? Yeah, you know, well, I hate okay. to say it, but you know, go ahead. Well, for my keep it funky, um, I want to read something to you, and it has to do with the LGBTQ plus community. Okay. And um, we have a close friend. We have a mutual friend, uh, who goes by the name of Anthony. You know, Aunt Diggles, aka TJ. Yeah, he posted this on Twitter, and um, he said, "If you know me, you know my reply to this." And I, I immediately knew his reply to this, but I'm gonna read it to you. Okay. Uh, I'm a 19 year old stud dating a 46 year old divorced woman. She got three kids: one boy, 23, and two girls, 20 and 25. All right. The so problem: a 19 year old stud. Dating a 46-year-old divorced woman with three kids. With two kids. 20, three kids. Okay. Three kids, 23, 20, and 25. Okay. Uh, the problem is these kids don't respect me as their father. Especially the youngest one who is 20. Okay. I really love my kids, but how do I make them respect me? They think I'm only after her money, but she's the only woman that I really connect with on a spiritual and emotional level. I moved out of my foster home last year and have been staying alone for a while now. I'm thinking of moving in with her next month, but I'm scared of my stepkids. I've tried reading a lot of parenting books and I'm still not getting any answers. How do I make these kids love me? So Anthony, TJ's responsible is, if you know me, you know my reply to this. And yeah. I know his reply to his reply would be these dykes ain't dyking right. Because in what world, in what mindset is a 19-year-old lesbian stud presenting gonna think that children who are all older than her are gonna see themselves as her children and 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 Accept her as their new father. She wants to be a father now. She don't want to be a, 
a stepmom. She want to be a father. And she wants them to love and respect her. These dykes ain't diking right, okay? I understand you want a home, you want a family, you want kids, you want to, and it's your right as an American to pursue those things and get those things. You can have that. And these laws on the books make it to where you can marry, you can adopt, you can even have uh, natural births. You can have your own kids. But in what world would a 23-year-old, a 20-year-old, and a 25-year-old accept you as their daddy? Because you dress like a man. Yeah, in this, in this, in this case, wearing boxes with dick holes in them ain't gonna do the job. <laughs> wearing your wearing your strap <laughs> in your jeans <laughs> don't make you a father. It's not gonna do the job, right? No, nah, no. Nah. So um yeah, man. Uh, hmm. You just gotta have to chalk this up to the game. Y'all gotta get new kids. Like you can't. You just gotta be nice. You just gotta be a yo step daddy. Just be a step daddy. You step-daddy. won't be anything. Listen, you will never be a stepdad. You'll never be best case scenario. These kids accept you as they mother's significant other, and yeah. they respect you on that level. She talking about. I really love my kids. Now, first of all, if she's even talking to these kids and saying that to them, that's already rubbing me the wrong way. Imagine, even if my, even if you was a man, right, and you came into these kids' lives in their 20s, I'm not calling you dad. I'm not I'm not your kid. I'm grown. Even if I live yeah, at grown home. Kid, grown kids, nah, like, nah. Like, even that, if that's... I live at home, a 20, a 20-year-old and a 23-year-old can live at home and that's fine. Even if I live at home and you move into this house, you're not my dad. <laughs> you're not my dad. You're, you're not, not my, my dad. You're not my mom. You're not my step stud. You're not my you. You could be my mom's husband. Yeah, but you're not my mom or my father. Say so we don't have we don't have children. It's just like one of those things. It takes time. It takes time. Like you can't just takes years. Yeah, you can't. Especially if these are grown. Like I assume maybe their daddy is still. Around. Hopefully their father's still around. You're not just gonna replace him. And I'm and you're and I'm younger than you. Or you're younger than oh, him. You're younger than me. Yeah, like Listen. you're not. You know, son. Like I, like I could understand maybe if the stud was like of the thirtieth, you know, thirties, and you know maybe forties around the age of the mom. I could see that. I'm not calling nobody younger than me my father. It's like calling, it's like, it's like Fabio calling Pop Smoke to his big bro. That's still weird to me. <laughs> like, why would you, ex- like, you can, at this, see, this delusional, this illusion, you know, in uh, coming here, we know, you know, with, especially with, you know, lesbian couples, they move very fast. Mm-hmm. They become families very quickly. They move in, then they they match on Tinder, they date, they go on a first date, they move in on the second date. And then, you know, they take their the great uh steps uh stepdaddies. You know, great parents. Step- they're good parents. They're great. They, they love deeply and hard. But I think it speaks to they really want that family. And trying to get it, but 
don't know. You got too much dip on your chip. That's what. I, that's exactly what just. That's what it is. Too much dip on you. You gotta give it time. You gotta give it time, baby. You gotta give it time. And then you, you need to adjust your expectations. What you mean? Yeah. These are grown kids. You think they gonna about to fucking just? You're my dad. What have you done to show that you're you you're you're your father material? <laughs> you probably look especially with grown children. Are you paying like college tuition? Are you, you probably look the part? You know. <laughs> uh oh shit. Are you paying for college tuition? Are you um you know, are you fighting other people? Are you running yeah. up? Are you are you, are you taking them to get medical? I don't bills? think anything can be done. Like, there might at be some age, At this age, it's too old. At this age, it's too old. Only thing you can do is pay, pay college tuition. And that's not, that, that's just a financier. That's not a steps daddy. You don't miss all, you, you don't miss all the memorable moments that will make you a proper steps daddy. Yes, bro. You're 20, you're 19 years old. You got too much dip on your chip. And you ain't dyking right. These, these, I'm, they, there's some delusions in this person. And there's been there's been a narrative of some of uh, these studs being delusional. So, <laughs> um, just wanna keep funny about that, you know? Yeah. Dykes, some of these dykes ain't dyking right. Yeah, so uh, what, well, before we get into topics, you know, we are recording later on a Tuesday, just to let you know we'll be dropping this later to that night or Wednesday morning. Uh, Right now it's the Fat Joe and the uh, you know Jaru versus you know we'll we'll, oh, we'll, talk, we'll talk about the recap next week. But just you know, what's the early pick for you? Um, I'm I like Joe as a personality. Mm-hmm. I like him as a um figure. So I'm just gonna choose Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, just even though I Jaru like I know who Jaru is. You know. Yeah, I think I'm actually rocking with the Fat Joe uh, pick. You know, one thing we've noticed, well, I've noticed, I don't know, it's just like the underdogs and versus usually come out on top mm-hmm. because, as, you know, they are, the showmanship usually takes over, right? And then they have a lot of shit in the tuck that we just, you know, as a, especially our generation, we probably didn't know uh, of Fat Joe. Fat Joe was rapping in the early 90s. You know, yeah, man. And he, you know, running with Big Pun and Terror Squad and shit like that, you know. And of course, we know about Ja Rule and his, uh, you know, the murdering days and shit like that. But, and I think we fantasize about Ja Rule because of the murdering shit. But yeah. I think Fat Joe, Fat Joe got a lot more to talk than we think. And then, as hey. you've, been, you've been posting his clips, uh, you know, recently. You know, he's been He's become a personality as a lady. He's a showman. He's a showman. It's gonna shine. It's gonna shine. And he can rap. Like it's funny. I was watching Scary Movie Three, and Fat Joe was in it. You know, what I'm saying it was a lot of people in that movie. Uh, Anthony Anderson, Kevin Hart, um, Charlie. What's his name? Charlie Sheen. Uh, Regina Hall. Very, this was after the uh Wangs had left it, but they still this scary movie three was still like still better than four and five, you know, they kept going after that, but yeah, three yeah. was still kind of funny. And I was like, Fat Joe, played, Fat Joe played a rapper, like they did an eight mile little spoof, and yeah. Fat Joe was in the show like that. Fat Joe been popping, like you said, since the 90s, 
know what I'm yeah. saying? So, and he's still relevant to this day. Like you said, like he just, all the way up was two, was three years ago, four years ago. So, yeah. I'm 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 excited to watch the rest of this and rewatch it when it come back uh, on YouTube. So, yeah, yeah. But let's get into these topics real quick, you know. Uh, yeah, let's stick with rap. Um, your home girl. I know Chris is a barb. If you guys didn't know. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't say I'm a barb. I'm more of a I'm more a Barty gang. But, oh, okay. You know, you're a bar. You're a Barty gang. Okay. But. And whatever Flo Millie's team is, I'm part of her her team. Haven't heard much from her lately, but yeah. Nicki Minaj recently, you know what I'm saying, the news got, because she tweeted something about somebody in Trinidad um, ball, taking the vaccine, was supposed to get married, their balls swole up, they became infertile, and the wife left them, right? And she said it's all because of the vaccine, and she went on to ask, ask more questions, and we sh- I should have the question pulled up, because from this tweet, from this tweet thread, um, what's the lady's name? Joy. Uh, Joy and Reed, I think. Joy Reed, yes, uh, went on to MSNBC News and kind of came at Nikki talking about you have 22 million followers. This is irresponsible of you to say the vaccine is not causing people to become infertile. That's unfortunate for this person, but you got to do better. You got too many followers. Boom, boom. Then Nikki clapped back as she, as you understand, as the rapture she is, she clapped back. She calls her a coon, calls, says the white people are using her, say you over here uh, talking on the side of your neck. She said, uh, a lying homophobic coon. Mm. I guess I can, I, I guess I can join in the reindeer games too, right? People can go on TV and lie on me. I can report on them too, right? Doesn't have to be truths. It can be half truths. Uncle T- Tamiana, ooh, Uncle Tamiana. <laughs> Uncle Tamiana asked, "Who on earth would trust us, the U.S. FDA guys?" Dot dot dot. Joy Ann Reed, and Joy had two tweets where she questioned the CDC, saying, "Who would trust them after this? Uh, what was what Trump has done? Even if Biden get elected, and then saying that she made some homophobic claims." In the, in the past on her Twitter and saying she got hacked. I mean, on blog posts and saying she got hacked. So, Nikki, I feel like Nikki kind of mopped her up after she came to her because she didn't read all the Nikki tweets or whatever. But what I think we really need to get to, minus them going back and forth, is why, once again, are we caught into the, to the narrative, into the cycle of rappers, entertainers, opinions being so fucking weighted heavily when Nikki's a fucking rapper, bro. She ain't not no scientist. That's the age-old question, man. Shout out to Dave Chappelle, you know. At the time, what would Nikki do? I think that's I think that's the answer that we've been asking, you know, for <laughs> this whole, since the whole pandemic started. We've know? been waiting. For Nicki Minaj, he was like, nigga, if Nicki don't say something, then we won't know what to do. So I think, you know, because we were waiting so long for Nicki Minaj's direction on, you know, how to react with vaccines and um, and the, the pandemic, because her answer to her 22 million followers 
was not the answer that the mainstream narrative wanted to hear. Uh, you know, that's not the answer that, you know, we wanted Nikki to tell us to go. Yeah. You know? So it's a weird situation at the end of the day. I mean, we want to really keep it 100, like not playing anymore. Like Nikki Minaj never even, Nikki, Nikki never said anything about being pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine. She was literally asking a question because she recently got COVID, right? That's what started it. She recently got COVID. Mm -hmm. Supposed to perform at the MTV Awards or some shit or something like that, and she said like she had to drop out, right? So if you if you if you go through the timeline of her asking questions, it just literally it's the same questions that you would ask, you know, somebody else like probably in private or you might even ask the timeline. So she probably asked the timeline, you know, just like a regular person, like you know, uh, my cousin. Shout out to her cousin's friend or whoever was just chilling and got dragged into this. And he's got, you know, super large balls and inferno. And he didn't ask this information to be out there, right? Nope. So, like, one thing we have to realize is that we can't invalidate people's experiences with anything, right? It's not misinformation if something happens to somebody, right? Um, it just is not fitting, like, the overall, overall large picture of, you know, the mainstream push to get people vaccinated. But two, she never asked, she never was like, I'm never going to get the vaccine. You shouldn't. She said literally like, you know, she also put Drake's information out that he got back COVID vaccinated. But, you know, she was saying like, I want to go on tour, so I probably will get vaccinated at some point. Mm. People didn't see that or the, the read people didn't enjoy and read didn't see that. And she was asking which vaccine is, you know, the best. Yeah. Asking fans, it's a weird way to get fan engagement, but she was yeah. but it's it's not a weird way, it's fan engagement because COVID has been going on since 20, 2020. We're going on 2022, it's still not under control, right? People are coming down with it even worse, new variants. Um, the only thing that I can really take from this, I agree with everything you said. You like her experience, her experience. What she heard is what she heard. And I think she came at it like not irresponsibly. I, I can't sit here and say that Nicki Minaj is irresponsible with her 22 million followers. I don't, I don't agree with that. I just do think that facts and opinions are not equal. So take the facts about a vaccine. You have certain outlier cases that you want to bring up. You have whatever, whatever. You remember Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan just got COVID. He decided not to get vaccinated. He decided to go with another plan of attack for when he got COVID. And he beat COVID. He's no longer COVID positive. He's he's not sick anymore. So I I don't think that there's only one way to go about it. You know, the vaccine is the is the way that the government wants us to handle it, the way that a lot of the media has been telling us to handle it. But Nikki is speaking for a lot of people when she's saying, like, we don't know. We are scared. We are skeptical. We're hearing things. We don't know what's true. So she was kind of seeking information. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just want people to know that opinions and facts aren't the same. And people don't really know how to think things through. Oh, that's, that's, the, that's the biggest issue right there, you know? People, people are ready to say something fast. They want to say they tweet. They want to make their meme. They want to do whatever they want to do. But... Obviously, COVID is something that has been going on for years now. 
it's a lot more nuanced and there's a lot more thought to it than a thread of tweets. And the doctors will tell you that, the CDC has tell you that, because guess what? They've switched up what they said. The Fauci has switched up what he said. Biden has switched up what he said. Mass, no mass. Like, and you can't just think that people are going to forget about it. You said this, but now you're saying this. In the beginning, he was like, don't worry about wearing a mask. And he was like, wear a mask. And he was like, gloves don't matter. And it's like on services. Now it's in the air. Now we have variants. It's ever-changing, ever-evolving. The conversation is ever-changing, ever-evolving. We do know that the vaccination is a very uh, hot, has a very good rate of success for helping people to not get COVID-19 and COVID-22 or Delta variant or whatever. And if you do get it, you get less sick. That's what they're telling us. That's what the scientists are telling us, okay? And we know that the preventative measures will still be taken even if you are vaccinated. But then people are hearing about well, high blood pressure and heart, heart, heart irregularities and People are getting even sicker. People are getting sick when they take, you know what I'm saying? So people got to address all of that. Whatever Nikki was was talking about, all you had to do was address address what she said. Well, Nikki, um, if that happened to your friend, we doubt that it had to do with the vaccine. Maybe it was something else that happened. You know what I'm saying? How do we know? How do we know? Or you could say, well, that was a case. And I said to you when we were recording before, like, you can give... 100 people the exact same thing and they're not going to react the same way, I've right? never heard I've never heard of a STD where your balls get inflated. Then you must have not have heard of that shit they got in Trinidad. Maybe I have heard it. Do you Maybe know what it is? A different type of it's a different type of fucking in the tropics. Okay? <laughs> it's that it's that that West Indies, them West Indies STDs is different. Okay? Oh, okay. I wasn't there. I wasn't him. I wasn't him. I, I don't know either, but you're right. It's po- it's very possible. I I'm not I didn't cook up the batch that he got shot it with, so I don't Fact. fucking know. Maybe he got maybe he had that reaction to the vaccine. Yeah. That's very possible. I said before, like you can give a hundred people peanut butter. Some people can take the peanut butter. Some people gonna eat peanut butter and fucking die. Some hundred people could take the vaccine. 90, 97 could be good. And three could fucking have bad reactions. They boss could swell up and they could become sterile. But that's very scary. If the possibility of becoming sterile is real with the vaccine, you know I mean? people aren't gonna fuck with that. <laughs> yeah, facts. And, Bro, this- no, and we already know how nefarious the government is. They they would want nothing better in a lot of people's minds, especially conspiracy theorists, man, than to sterilize part of the population, uh, population control. You know what I'm saying? These are these are theories and ideas that have been passed around on the internet. So, yeah. Um, speaking, of, uh, Go ahead. Uh, speaking of conspiracy theory, I was talking to my lady this uh, morning about this. And coincidentally, Nicki Minaj brought up this vaccine conversation to deter the news about her husband. Recently just got, he had to plead guilty for like some sex ground thing, like he didn't register. For uh, oh, a, I heard like that. Uh, being a sex uh, a defendant or a sex offender, and he plead, plead guilty like this actual week, right? See, and there you go. Look, you see how, what 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 was that policy that you say you like misdirected? It's, like, it's it's uh, there's a lot of uh, maybe it's a red herring. I always say red herring, but who knows it? Because yeah. it's 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 a part. It's a tactic. Yeah, people use you you mis- misdirection. <laughs> it's just simple misdirection. We're gonna That's look easy. at this and not look yeah. over here. Easy. So, you start talking about vaccines or COVID, and niggas is 
you got politicians, you got uh, um, prime ministers talking about Nicki Minaj, and now we didn't forgot that her husband just pleaded guilty to you know. Yeah, because he moved. I believe that story popped up while he moved from New York, whatever, to California, and he failed. He didn't register as a sex offender there, which he's supposed to. So yeah. I think they brought they brought they brought up charges on him for failing to do so, and yeah, and he just pled guilty. Yo, he, she. She has a husband who is a sex offender, and she's getting sued by the the victim. Yeah, that her and her husband were like victimizing her and, and know, intimidating her and shit. Intimidating her. All this shit came out coincidentally. A couple days. Ain't no, co- ain't no coincidence like that. Ain't no coincidence. Listen, come on now. You see the, the media. <laughs> the media can be manipulated. Storylines get ran with other stories. Been doing this for ten plus years. She know what to do. She know what to do. She has enough money to to spend in there that she wants. But just like I I, I was watching a Tiger Wood documentary a few weeks ago, they came to him. They caught him cheating. They came to him with the information. He had the story killed, and as compensation, he appeared on the cover of the a magazine that the same uh tabloid company owned. You know what I'm saying? So this is not this not far fetched. Um, let's stick with the oh, so we entertain. Let's stick with entertainment. The Met Gala recently happened. Uh, I guess it ended Fashion Week. Yeah, uh, Met Gala. So it was a lot of, a lot of celebrities, a lot of fashion people uh, attended. A lot of, a lot of good looks, a lot of bad looks, a lot of. You know what I'm saying I people that the only person I I usually check for is Rihanna. Um. I seen Russell, not Russell. Uh, Sierra wore Russell Wilson's jersey. I thought that was actually kind of cool, you know. Shout out to their, shout out to their relationship and their love. It seems to be real. Yeah, I mean, it's one of you know, they tried to make a a fake, uh, fake news that he got he got caught cheating. That man not cheating, man. Yeah, he he not cheating on his wife. And it was a story. That story was not actually about him. It was about uh, Richard Sherbert, but <laughs> neither. Oh. Yeah, he he went through his little stuff this summer. Um, yeah. but yeah, so how'd you feel about the Met Gala? And then I'm gonna ask you another question. Uh, I mean, I I really don't care. <laughs> I think it was cool. You know, people try to do the fashion shit. You know, uh, maybe fashion is above my head. A lot of fits with garbage. Um, <laughs> but it's cool to see people get creative. I guess in terms of. I think the women's dresses are fire. Like Tiana Taylor looked amazing. She looked amazing. She um, always looked amazing. Uh, Did you I see? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, shout out to you. Like I don't care either. Um, I don't know why it gets so much. It gets so much burn whenever it happens. I feel like this shit happens like every six months. I don't think it happens every year. I feel like we just seen the last Megala. I don't fucking know. Um, but people really love tweeting these outfits and showing people are wearing and i guess it's on the back of the mtv awards which i didn't watch either but um me either but uh it gave me hunger game vibes if y'all if anybody that's, really, hunger good. Game, that's a really good correlation there, it sir. looked like because it i don't know if hunger games based this part of the book i don't know when it was written or whatever but it's so district one in the hunger games the people are very rich. They're affluent. They dress funny. The men wear makeup. They have crazy hairstyles. Da, da, da. 
This is exactly what the Met Gala look like. I was like, there's some District 1 shit, and then there's people in District 12 that are out there starving, and they done, they done burned down District 13. Everybody in District 13 already dead. And um, it just, it was it was funny. So I was like, Yo, this looked like the Hunger Games. These niggas, Cuddy, I seen Kid Cuddy walked up there. He had makeup on. He had a dress on. Um, but I don't know if you've seen this. This was Shiggy, uh, the Shiggy show on Instagram. He had a... a, a oh, yeah, that was geeked up. He had me... He I, had a, I haven't laughed at his kiss in a while, but I laughed at that. He had an IG video about... Because Fashion Week was yeah. last week as well. And I, I, I could play a little bit of it. So it's funny. Uh-huh. Where did my mother not go in there with your freaky ass, bro? Come on, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so he's talking about he's supposed to fashion the hood. Boy, bugging, bro. Go with show, bro. Where did my mother not go in there with your freaky ass, bro? Come on, it's not the time for that. It's not the time for that, bro. We gotta go, bro. Yo, bro, I'm not going. You wanna be late, bro? Now that's what on time look like. Now that fit is wicked. You're better than me, bro. So cut it out, bro. You're a bum, bro. You're really a bum. You about to put on the whole Nike tech suit with Adidas sneakers? You're a bum. Sometimes, like, you just putting on the weirdest shit you could put on and then calling it whatever. Yeah, but like, I, why can't you just, I, for the man, I'm like, yo, just put on a fly-ass suit. Be a fly-ass suit, like. That's not fashion. Yeah, that's not fashion. Like, I can't. But for the Met Gala, they have themes, you know, and I guess, I think the theme for this year was Old Hollywood. So, Old Hollywood is not very crazy, but I guess you're supposed to go over the top with it and, um, uh, I want to take time right now to uh, shout out uh, Chloe and ha- and Haley and Hallie, Chloe and Hallie, um, two gorgeous, talented, beautiful young ladies. Um, I did not get a chance to see Chloe uh, Chloe's uh, performance at the MTV Awards, but her she heard she killed it, and I just want to let her know that we're fans of her and Haley yeah. and Haley. We look forward to your Little Mermaid uh, feature. feature yeah. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations to both of you and much success. We here at Model Talks love and support you. Yeah. All right. So we're going from um, the Met Gala and then we're going to go into something that, uh, you know, is also forward and um, well, let's say uh, future, not futuristic, but just forward thinking and uh, and not living in the past. Um, 
Chris, you actually told me about this. I don't know where you're going with it, but you told me something about transgender athletes. Oh, I mean, we could do that. Let's, I was going to thought you we were going to talk about another man in a dress. Talking about Russell Ooh. Westbrook. Oh, matter of fact, that's, <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. We'll, we'll go to Russell Westbrook. So, I don't know if you guys see something. The newest, one of the newest Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers, Russell Westbrook, took a picture, and he, um, he was in a dress. Uh, looked like he was in Los Angeles, maybe. Maybe it had something to do with Fashion Week. Um, Russell Westbrook was in a dress. Um, if you know anything about Russell Westbrook, you know that he's been dressing weird for a while. Uh, I'm an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Those tunnel walks <laughs> were, you know, sometimes he had some hits. He had a lot of misses. Yeah, he started, yeah. He started out dressing like a little nerd, you know, with the frames, and then he continued to elevate. You know, he got his Jordan deal. He did his little fashion stuff. He was a true religion model. Um, but now he's in a dress. And former NBA player Kwame Brown, who got a, who uh, came back. Oh, let me read in the caption for Russell Westbrook. He had some boots, a cardigan, and uh, looked like a, a nice little little dress, little pleated dress. He said, "Don't address me unless it's with four letters." And the floor, four letters are goat, and I suppose just like the shiggy skit that we just <laughs> we just listened to, this could fall under that. But then uh, Kwame Brown came back, and he was um actually can play that too for you guys. Yeah, I was gonna look for the clip. Go ahead and play that. He was, you know, he wasn't really feeling it. He, you know, Kwame has his uh feelings about masculinity and you know, kind of the feminine feminizing of. I'm sure I bookmarked this. The feminizing of the black man, especially the athletes, you know, niggas going along, get along. So uh, I'll play Kwame Brown's response to Russell Westbrook. Mine was great. So when I played, I played as well when they ran by white boys anyway. And I can speak about it, nigga. Because when I played, I had to shit my mouth too. There's two ways you can go, nigga. You bite the apple and wear them motherfucking dresses like uh, Russell Westbrook, whatever the fuck his name is. You know what I'm going to say? You know that nigga's name. He's yeah. MVP. He's an MVP. He's going to end his career with the most triple doubles all time for any NBA player. You know that nigga name. But continue. Nigga name no more. But this ain't this nigga first time in the dress. So I don't know why people still alarmed. This nigga been wearing dresses and weird ass shit. But see, like I told you, LBJ said, your leaders, they'll give them to you. And just because this nigga can jump high and play basketball, not nary nigga, not no Gigi nigga. I just want to pause this again. This goes back to our Nicki Minaj point. Who the fuck is asking Russell Westbrook to lead niggas anywhere? I'm not following none of these niggas nowhere. Okay? I'm not asking Russell Westbrook about shit but basketball. And I damn sure ain't asking about fashion. Cause I'm not wearing no dress anytime soon, okay? And I'm gonna continue. I just had to, anything you want to say before I could finish talking? Right, you're going, you shooting, brother. You shooting. Not no nigga I ever was raised up with gonna be walking around the goddamn streets with a dress on and some motherfucking boots and get my respect. Well, a lot of niggas you was raised under were probably wearing dresses behind closed doors, doing a lot of other freaky shit <laughs> behind closed doors. So you don't know what niggas be doing. Like, this is what I'm trying to say though. Number one, wearing a dress does not make you gay, okay? And number two, let weird people be weird, okay? Why the fuck niggas be 
Chris, you've been tweet, you've been liking this and retweeting this. Every time I see someone doing something, I picture Boosie in the sky looking down on them, <laughs> judging them. I don't give a fuck. Now it's crazy to me. I do believe that people are influenced. <laughs> I do believe that kids are influenced by athletes and so on, so on. But I just was not one of those people. I was, I guess, my influences weren't people that were in dresses or weren't people that's doing outlandish things. But I was influenced by Kid Cudi. I was influenced by uh, Wiz Khalifa. So I smoked weed and I, I, I took mushrooms. You know what I'm saying? I did things like that. But I do think it falls on people that are close to children to lead them and be good examples for them. If you got to look, and, and yes, you got to look beyond the people around you sometimes to find examples, but niggas been wearing dresses, niggas been wearing dresses for centuries, bro. You could go back to any, like the Greeks wearing fucking dresses in battle. Well, we know, mm. what, we know what the Greeks was getting up to though. But, but, but I'm just saying like people, Dresses have come in different forms and they have they're functional for people in certain regions. If it's hot, you're not trying to wear no fucking pants. Or some real shit. I might want to put on a motherfucking tunic. You know what a tunic is? A tunic is a fucking dress. Okay. I'm just saying, like, I'm not thinking, uh, I see what he's saying, but I'm not going that far into it. And I'm always gonna try to be an influence to the young people around me before I let the television. And the nigga that can jump, I do it. And let's finish this up. I got gay girl, female cousins, male cousins. It, it don't matter about that. But when you say you are a heterosexual male, and that's what you do, nigga, fuck you. And that's my opinion, nigga. So if you want my opinion on that, I think these niggas is exposing exactly what I said. These bitch-ass celebrities bite that motherfucking apple. And I never bit no apple. I just shit my mouth. That's how you gotta do it. You gotta shut your mouth or bite that apple. And there's plenty of niggas like me that's just not talking. Cause that weird ass shit they around is weird as fuck. What kind of nigga y'all, what hood y'all, these niggas supposed to be from? The hood, the hood got way worse shit than niggas wearing fucking dresses. In yeah, but nigga, but nigga wearing dress was the worst thing in the hood, then I'm, that's a pretty good neighborhood. <laughs> that's a pretty good neighborhood. And the niggas will, and niggas is crazy. Niggas will, he talking about what hood. Niggas will fucking fuck beat a nigga up for wearing a dress, but won't say shit to a nigga that's beating up his wife or fucking praying on little girls or, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's weird about the shit that niggas want to check niggas about, but won't check niggas about the shit that's actually fucking damaging people, okay? You worried about the dress damaging people. Let's worry about the niggas that's, that's molesting underage girls or uh, fucking praying on girls or fucking beating on their wife or fucking mentally ill and, and just just being a terror to their grandma, you know what I'm saying? We know kids like people that are just a menace to their family, you know what I'm saying? So, and back to what I'm saying, let weird niggas be weird, bro. As long as listen, yeah. if they're not hurting anybody, Russell Westbrook is not hurting anybody. You try, he might make the argument that it's hurting the the youth, but I'm gonna make the argument that he's not hurting anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, I. One, why are niggas asking, like, again, like, why are we asking, what, what would Kwame do? What would Kwame do? Like, why are nigga, why is niggas asking why, what, what is Kwame Brown's opinion about Russell Westbrook? Kwame wasn't a good enough, like, Kwame is very outspoken right now, and he has his points, and he has his platform. But Kwame was never at no level, 
even close to a basketball player that Russell Westbrook is. And that, and it, listen, I'm gonna be honest. If you can dunk like Russell, you can fuck a wear. You can wear any all the dresses you want to wear. If you is if you could play basketball, you can get triple doubles like that, nigga. I don't give a fuck. Wear all the goddamn dresses you want to wear. People, niggas been wearing dresses. Dennis Rodman did it. A lot of niggas did it. A lot of niggas behind closed closed doors. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the shit that niggas be that niggas forget about. Niggas like Bruce, niggas you act so- like niggas ain't been doing shit like this. <laughs> You act like gay people just popped up or, or transgender people just popped up or this is something that's a problem now. These people exist. They're not going anywhere. And I'm not just talking about trans. I'm just talking about weird people, people that want to be different, people that color their hair, people that paint their nails, people that wear dresses. Don't wear it. And if you don't want your kid to wear it, be like, I'm not buying you no dress and you're not going to wear a dress around me. And if you do want, like, I don't know. Bro, like, like, what is him wearing a dress for? It's New York Fashion Week, and he claims he's a New York uh, fashion nigga. Do anything about the character of Russell Westbrook? If, if, if it seems like he's using his opportunity to jump on Russell when he clearly doesn't know who Russell Westbrook is of the the philanthropist and the you know community service he does for the community. All the time, like Russell Westbrook gets back all the time to whatever city he's from, his neighborhood. When he was in Oklahoma City, you know, he gets back to young kids and stuff like that. So, how, like, if anything, his influence is what you think he should be doing anyway. You just think his influence is not what his influence is because he's wearing his dress for a particular moment, bro. You know no one's gonna remember this shit in a week, a month from now. No one's gonna. Yeah, this, everybody first wants of all, the this, bro, this everybody wants thing. the hot take. The dress wasn't that fire. Okay, I I've yet to see a nigga wear a dress, and it was fire since like the nigga Billy Porter wore that dress, and I was like, yo, that is a fire dress. Okay, niggas be wearing weak ass dresses. Cuddy's dress on SNL was trash. ASAP wore a dress one time. He said it was a long shirt. That shit was not fly. Um, Andre Andre uh, 3K's dress is pretty cool. Andre 3000 dress was tough. Has wore some good dresses. Um, Kanye's skirt. Kill what do you think about dope. what do you think about Thug's dress? I didn't like that dress particularly. Where it was like, it didn't look like a functional dress. <laughs> like he's not wearing that anymore. Then he wears his dress because he still got the seat to cover the stick. Listen, oh, if you get killed by a nigga in a dress, do you, you deserve it. Do you, you go to heaven? <laughs> well, God wants you. I'm not. It's just um. I'm not for I'm not for niggas like literally trying to say what your clothes dictate with you, bro. A dress don't make you fucking gay. Nah, dresses don't make you gay, bro. And if if, if if you're influenced, if you are in, so the problem is I understand children are influenceable, right? They're very impressionable. I've seen a lot of shit I should have not have seen growing up. Mm-hmm. It did not influence me. And I'm, I'm one of one, you know, I don't know what. Fuck your shit. You know, I'm one on one, right? But I've seen a lot of shit. You know, I've seen some gay shit. You know, I've seen a lot of straight shit. When I saw the gay shit, it didn't make me want to go try to do gay shit. No, it, it didn't. Obviously, maybe wanted to go do some more straight shit. <laughs> 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 when I saw some, it made me want to do more stretches. Like, that's not for me. Like, when I seen Russell in a dress, it didn't make me want to wear a dress. It made me want to, it made me want to 
continue to not wear dresses. So like, like I, I'm, I will tell you this right now. If it's a fly ass dress, I might think about it. I might try it on. But like yo, like like literally, I remember Kanye's kilt when he was doing Watch the Throne. Them shits look hard when he was with the Javanshi shit, the Javanshi tee with the motherfucking leather with the pants on it. That shit look dope to me. But okay. um, hey, niggas, niggas could niggas could judge. Niggas ain't never gonna stop judging. Niggas ain't never gonna stop talking shit. So Kwame, Kwame can have his opinion on dresses, and I just want to make it known that niggas, niggas could wear dresses and not get that's that that's nothing to do. Uh, article yeah. clothing has nothing to do. Cause nigga, what policemen wear? Policemen wear badges, and these motherfuckers on some fuck shit. So what's that? You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Politicians wear ties and the straight ties, but they crooked as a motherfucker. The niggas, the niggas that dress the nicest be up to the fuck it, the, to the most fuck shit. So I just, I'm not subscribing to that mentality, that thinking that your clothes dictate who you are as a person. You know what I'm saying? A good-hearted person might not dress well. You know what I'm saying? The, the kind the kindest most sweet and giving and loving and brightest light of person that you might ever meet in your life will not come to you presented presenting themselves in a way don't, don't, didn't we learn it from the, everyone loves to quote the bible but they don't ever t- talk about that part of the bible like him not judging people or accepting people as they are and things mm-hmm. of that nature they don't ever like to talk about that part you know what i'm saying you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like as much as I, I've talked about homeless people, when when a homeless person actually tries to talk to me, I listen. Now, if they on some bullshit, then I'm be like, sorry, bro, I can't do nothing for you. You know what I'm saying? But I'm if you try to get my attention as a human being and speak to me, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen. So you come as you are. You don't gotta be smelling good all the time. You don't gotta be looking fresh and clean and have on the newest, flyest, heterosexual clothing. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody tripping off that. Um. Since speaking of, you know what I'm saying, opinions, I want to ask your opinion on a, on a woman. And this is probably the third installment in this series. Uh, we have <laughs> PJ Washington Jr. and Brittany Renner. It's been more, it's been now, before it was PJ talking, Brittany quiet. Brittany's been talking a little bit now. And um, she said something. She was in her car. She said something and went a little like this. I'm gonna have the whole clip. Hi, y'all. Hi. It's officially said that. First of all, this bitch is mentally ill. I just have to say that all the oh. <laughs> This she she is mentally ill. Okay. She she's a mentally ill bird. Okay. Yeah. What up? I got the car seat in the back. Let's go to the park. <laughs> Don't let your baby mama or your baby daddy block your lessons. I know in theory it sounds good keeping the same person to have kids with, but that's insanity as well. So if it doesn't work out with them, it'll work out with someone else. She's not completely wrong about that. Correct. She's not completely wrong about that. I had a um, I had a little epiphany recently, and I was I was kind of I guess it would be me kind of being a little feminist ass nigga like i was like yo leave him like if a nigga ain't treating you right leave as a woman yeah like go and 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 i was really fed up with just hearing women try to say i 
behind closed doors. I dealt with a lot and I put on a smile for the world. Don't, don't do that. Don't put on a smile for the world. If you're unhappy, leave. Point. The nigga would do that. Because guess what? Nigga ain't happy. He leaving. Or he cheating. So or he cheating. Or. Which is going to cause one of y'all to leave. Because <laughs> he going to leave. You know what I'm saying? Let's continue. Okay. It just will. That's how that goes. And trust me, I know it's ghetto. <laughs> it is so ghetto being a baby mama and thinking about multiple baby daddies is scary. But mm, me and my baby going to be all right. We're going to be all right. So we move forward, forward, up. Who is she talking to? Who is this for? I don't know if she's trying to be inspirational or if she is fishing for her next victim. Listen, she won, right? She won. Yeah, she won. In the in the battle of her and that nigga, she's on top. Okay, he lost. But I've always thought she was a little unbalanced, and I don't think it's affected her life that much. She 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 seems to be uh doing well for herself financially. She still seems to be attractive looking. You know what I'm saying? It's just when she but opens her mouth. Yeah, when she opens her mouth to talk, I question her mental stability. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. Well, bro, this is why the age-old question of, like, man, how did he give that joint up? Like, she's bad as shit. Well, she is a bird. Have you heard her talk? And a crazy bird. She's a crazy bird. Like, you know, and this is why, also, we always go back to, like, why women do the things that they do, especially, like, women, like, I, those women in those circles, it's because there are niggas that continue to want to fuck them. If niggas didn't want to fuck them no more and put up with the bullshit, then mm-hmm. they would get back, they will stop doing the fuck shit they do. It's very true. They don't have a lot of, they don't have a lot of negative reinforcement. They get enabled a lot because yeah. niggas want to fuck them. But I do think some of the women get beyond the point of like just wanting to be fucked on and that's why they do seek out relationships with people of substance right they're like okay yeah i can fuck this rich powerful guy i can fuck that rich powerful guy but these guys don't care for me these guys aren't treating me with the love and respect that i want i want someone that's gonna love me and respect me and that i could build a future with right that's you know what i'm saying people want that because for all is worth, the streets ain't really nothing out there, really. But you know what I'm saying? Dick and dick and pussy. And once you had a lot of dick and pussy, you'd be like, okay, well, let me just find a dick and pussy that I can just have to myself. You know? Right. Not a dick and pussy I gotta share, or some dick and pussy I gotta watch and be worried about, or you know what I'm saying? Dick and pussy, I wanna fuck. You know what I'm saying? They want some raw dick and pussy. And they also want a companion and a partner and a friend, right? But thinking about multiple big daddies is scary. But mm, me and my baby gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right. We move forward, onward, upward. Okay. I know a lot of you are skeptical about talking to people with children, but I can assure you, the baby mamas now, today, we don't give a damn. You can have. I have accident. They never gave a damn. Bro, she been a baby mother for like two weeks. <laughs> the baby not even one. Like she talking like she been in the game a single mother for years. She must have had that programmed in her head. All I know is 
You prayed on the young boy. You beat him. You beat a nigga that never played in Hall of Fame, and you beat him all. You know what I'm saying? The nigga been playing rookie. He's literally a rookie. You were in the Hall of Fame. You done suck Uzi. You done fuck Kaepernick. You done wrote a book about it. You done told. And you got this young boy because he's seen that ass. That ass. <laughs> and he busting that joint. You said yourself the athletes don't like wearing condoms. So you put that thing on him. He probably yeah. crunched on his dick and made him bust his sides. Like, yeah, man, we, we, we've already talked about, man, these athletes yes. don't watch them, so it's nothing that, you know. But I'll just say, she just said it's stepdaddy season. So basically, I think it's just a PSA for her pussy, really. That's what I said. Who was the target audience for this video? Because I was like, who is she talking to? She, so she put this video out to her, she has a million followers, to her 4.5 million followers, basically saying it's stepdaddy season. I'm looking for some pipe. That's gonna be cool with my look, my son. She even said it then she she wanted a nigga with big wallet and big dick. She she putting out her, she putting out her uh what they call it, zip recruiter. This is her dick recruiter. So she's like, I'm and I think she did, and I think she did this on purpose in the car to let niggas know, like, yes, I'm a crazy bitch. I can't hide it, because she can't hide it. You know what I'm saying? You ever see somebody like yo, nigga, they can't even like be normal if they tried? Yeah. She's one of those. Like, she's definitely off. That's her. Um, she's crazy, and she's looking for a stepdaddy season because it's about to get cold. You know what I'm saying? About to be more restrictions when it gets colder because of COVID. Sun goes down earlier. I need to be inside fucking on something. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to chase no more dick around. That's what she – that's basically <laughs> what she – She could – you know who would be a great – she could find her a stepdaddy, and they would a love – Yes, get her a stud. But she, I think she like real pipe, though. I heard they just warm it up in a microwave for like, you know, 10 seconds or whatever. And keep the heat. That's what I heard. I don't know. You didn't hear that. You did not hear that. <laughs> I heard. Where did I you hear that? I feel like I heard it on a read. I heard it. They warmed the dick up. They got they got dick. So it's like a hand warmer dildo. No, there was a there was a funny stud that was on Instagram. She uh she she was like uh like a hood stud. I know like who I, you're talking about. She was like there was like her she went viral for like naming out the types of lesbians. Yes. Yeah. She, there was a video where she talked about warming up like she can't compete with a real dick. So of course. So like she she warmed up the dildo to simulate the heat that a real penis provides. Gotcha. So, Got you. Well, Brittany Renner seems like the type that I'm sure she's down with the dildos, but she seemed like she need that real meat because that might be the only thing to chill her ass out. But I think like that's that 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 um that only lasts for like 30 minutes with her. Like did calm her down for 30 minutes and then she's right back. Yeah, yeah, she, like, she's like, like a, a yeah, she's like, over. She got 80 see, and that's what PJ thought. See, PJ thought, yo, I got this dick, I'm gonna put this dick on her ass. And he older, she older too. So he probably like, yo, I got me an older joint. She's calm. She'll be calm. Cause once you get like over 28, you calm down. That's just natural. Unless you just unless you're gonna be burnt out pretty soon. If she don't calm down, she's gonna be looking burnt out in a few years too. Actually, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna put nothing on her. But I'm just trying to say, when you get about 28, you chill out. Yeah. You slow down. You can't drink like you used to. You can't move around like you used to. You ain't trying to be outside like you used to. You get tired. You want to go to sleep. You want to watch Netflix. 
you want to stay inside, right? So yeah. PJ thought, yo, I'm a young rookie. I'm going to give me the older jump. She ain't going to be trying to be that active. She already did her little running around. So she's going to be calm. But he, she, he got a next level crazy little bad bitch. And she ain't never going to be calm. I just want to send prayers to that brother, man. So her best friend is a notorious dick sucker. Like a world, a world, gonna, a world record. We're not going to kick shame on her. I'm not kink shaming her, but I'm just saying, birds of a feather. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Chris, Chris, show me who your friends are. I'll show you who you are. Let me ask you, let me ask you this question before we wrap up. If you found out your friend, I mean, your, uh, your lady, hypothetically, had a friend full of dick sucking, like they're verified dick sucker friends. Mm-hmm. Do you do you do you break up with her? How do you how do you maneuver that relationship? <sighs> it depends on what I'm looking for in a relationship. Now, mm-hmm. if I'm looking for like now, if I I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with my what I just said. If I got if I meet a girl and all her friends are certified dick suckers, she running with the certified dick sucker gang. I'm gonna classify her as a certified dick sucker, <laughs> or at least in her pe- or at least in her past she was dick sucking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or you know what I'm saying, like she might have, she might not have went as fast as the other girls, but she was keeping up. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. she was keeping. You can't hang with, you can't hang with the gang if you ain't about that that get that lifestyle. Yeah. Okay? Gang gang, right? The gang gang. They're right? not gonna keep inviting you out if every time they trying to suck dick, you you block it. Okay, so you allowed some of those dicks through. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just statistical. Yeah, statistics. Okay, this isn't this isn't biased. This isn't me being sexist. You know what I'm saying? If you if you if you with a group, if you meet a dude, if a girl meet a dude, and word around town is oh they be they be partying, they be spending money on bitches and in, in, in club every night, they probably fucking at a rapid rate as well. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, it would depend on I was looking for. Like if I'm not looking for that type of girl, then this probably not for me. But if I'm looking for a good time somebody that I can have fun with and not be too serious with, then I would be fine with it, with, you know what I'm saying? But that's my point. Brittany Brenner's public, like, I don't know if it's publicity or whatever, but, like, she's befriended a, 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 a porn porn star who sucks dicks in dorm rooms, you know what I'm saying? On camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, who, that's how she makes her money. That's not like a, that's her, that's her job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Show me your friends, you know what I'm saying? And not, I don't know anything about that girl, Tiana Trump, but that, you know what I'm saying? She hasn't presented us with anything but her dick sucking. Yeah, we don't know if she gets a charity or if she's a We sport. don't know anything. We don't know her what her favorite food is. We know she eat dick. <laughs> she loves dick. She got a diet of dick. She, she's on a dick diet. And we know that her other friend, Brittany Renner, it was 30 years, it's 20, 28, 30 years old and got a 21-year-old nigga to see her. Yeah, and then and then left him in under a year. The game is nasty, man. You know, prayers. I just want to say, continue to send prayers to that brother, man. You know. Yes, and also, no judgment to Brittany Renner, but you are you are who you said you were. You know, I'm you. You said this. You came up with these tactics on how to get niggas to give you babies. Okay, you yeah. came up with these tactics. You will. You literally just put out your dick recruiter. Okay, yeah. no one. I never went on the internet talking about yeah, 
I'm looking for bitches with double D's and and thongs. You know what I'm saying? And don't wear pants. I never, I never did that. But you ever made a video soliciting pussy? In real life, you've done it, but you ever made a video and posted it for all your followers? I have not. I have not. That's weird. That's weird. That's you know. That's not my back. That's not my. And back. I've never. And I've never been on my thing half naked, showing off my print either. You know, that's not your bag. You know, it's not the bag that I want to do it. No. Yeah. Um, I think we saved the rest of the topics for next week. Uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's getting late. Uh, it's been a good episode, anyways. You know. You know, she's a very attractive woman, man. You know, she just she's just a CDS gang. She's part of CDS gang. You know, what's CDS? Certified dick sucker. I mean, I was tempted to read her book, but I'm not. I'm not. Shout out to Kanye. He had a great song on. Um, was it Kanye or was it Drake? It was Drake. He said she she would never come out with a tell all. She might tell some. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shawty came out with a tell all. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that's just, the world is interesting, you know, day by day, I just wake up and, you know, I want, I go outside, touch grass and realize the internet is not real. People just do things for what, for, you know, interesting reasons. So, you know, as long as you touch the love on yours, touch grass, get away from the internet for a little bit, you realize it ain't that big of a deal, man. So, um, you know, Terry, before we uh, head out, you have anything to promote or, you know, what you're up to? Um, just reiterating, tickets are on sale for the October 1st show at City. Let me pull it up. I shouldn't already. Yeah, put that link in the bio. I need a costume. Yeah, time. I actually have the link. Um, I got sent it actually last week. I'm going to my view. Uh, Cleon and Con Cleon, the comedian and friends, Friday live, Friday, October 1st at do, 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 what's the name of the damn place? City Bar and Grill, 8004 West Broad Street. Uh, doors open at 7, 7 to 11 p.m. on Friday, October the 1st. Tickets are $22 to 65 yeah 22 to 65 you can you can buy the tickets i'm saying there's a range of tickets yes october the first city all right. all right yeah put that in the link uh the link in our post and uh maybe in our bio and i will you know i need to count the tickets you know so you can have people buy tickets and things like that uh support my man t you know, you know, for me, you can support, you know, uh, Ali with the new song, The Kids Are All Right. Just dropped on all platforms. Go run that. Uh, Saj Reckett, his album, Space Appointment, comes out, you know, October 1st. Cloud Envy with his album, uh, you know, Don Alte. You know, he continues to drop music. He has a single coming out, coming soon. So, you know, we be working over here. You know, and uh, just continue to follow the brand, follow us, you know what I'm saying? And uh, let's uh, run, run these things up, you know, as we produce good music and good content for y'all. So, again, uh, you can follow us on every on any platform on, you know, social media, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can check us out on all DSPs, you know, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, uh, 
YouTube, please subscribe to YouTube, watch the videos, you know, uh, watch the clips, you know, conversate with us, you know, uh, and continue to, uh, you know, grow with us. So I just want to say thank you guys for, again, joining us for another episode of Miles Talks, the safe place for keeping it player where we keep the culture every time, all the time. And we'll see you next week, man. Peace. Holla. Rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart top is a celebration, bitches. Nahaim, I wish for you a hundred years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast to crime. Number one D-boy, shame him the rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Look at how I'm chilling, I'm killing this ice. Hey.